I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have special guest Anne joining us. Hi. And we're going to talk about the Netflix film, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, because we fell yes. in love with this movie. <laughs> it's yes, so cute. you will also, if you remember, Anne was also our guest on the Black Panther podcast. Yeah. So if you had not listened to that one, listen to that one as well, because uh, it's really good. Yeah, and uh, Emily, did you notice that our Black Klansman uh, episode has got 100 listens on SoundCloud? <laughs> What? No, I did not know this. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? We, we did so good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyways, if anybody has not listened to that, go listen to that because uh, we discuss all about that awesome movie. And you should definitely see the movie if you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, yeah. So to all the boys I've loved before, which is based on the book of the same t- title, I believe. And uh, written by Jenny Han. Yeah, I wonder if the if the book has a bit... I wonder how different it would be. Yeah. I might be interested in reading it. Well, I heard it's a three-book series. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh. Um, interesting. I wonder why it's three books. Do they... I wonder if they extend the fake relationship, like, longer or oh, something. Oh, I bet they do. I bet it kind of is a slow burn situation. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or in this one, it kind of took place over the course of, like, what, the whole school year, it seemed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was almost like, eight months. Yeah. Like, all from, from fall into winter, so I think it took from August to, to just after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, not August. October. October. Yeah, right when she started school because her sister leaves for college in Scotland. Which college right. starts in August, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah but then her school year would have started September. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I loved how, I, I just loved all the characters in this movie. Basically just the main character, Lara Jean, played by Lana Condor. I know, how cute is that name? (laughs) She's so cute. She kills me. She really does look like she's like a 17 year old girl too, which is crazy. How old is she? Uh, let's see. Let's see. She was born in 97. Oh, so she's my brother's age. She's oh, she's Kimmy's 21. age. She's Kimmy's age. Yeah. 21. Well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that's not too far off. You know, Hollywood's done worse. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, I, I definitely loved this character a lot. She she seemed very relatable. You know, she had some anxiety. She, you know, was she always in her own head. She can't drive. <laughs> which, you know... You know, pe- people are anxious drivers. You know, it's 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 not it's not an uncommon thing. It's pretty common. Yeah. I'm an anxious driver. Yes. I'm a very anxious driver. Yes, you are. Yeah, very I'm much be- so. I've and I'm, I'm what 24. <laughs> Geez, I'm still, still an anxious, anxious driver. Yep. Been driving. Been driving what since I was? When did we get our license? Alzheimer's? Seventeen. Since we were seventeen, Emily. There you go. 
<laughs> anxious since 17 and still going. Well, I'm always so. her, uh, whenever we drive, I sit next to you and you ask me for directions and I know exactly how to tell Emily directions properly. And then she asks the same question 10 times. Are you sure it's this lane? Are you sure I have to be in that lane? Do I have to be in that lane? And I'm like, yes, Emily, I know exactly what lane you need to be. Are you sure? Yes. You never want to hear the answer that I have to give you. <laughs> Alessandra is a very, is a very good and patient uh, co-pilot. It's she's important a, to have a good navigator. Very yeah. important. Yes. Um, yes. She's, she's very good to have. Which I can't tell where this movie takes place at all. Do, do, do you have yeah, any where idea? Where is this? It looks almost like freaking the place where they, where they film Gilmore Girls, almost. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> the Universal the Studios lot? Yeah, Univer- yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with. Which is supposed to be, I think... On the on the east coast somewhere, I believe. I would say from the foliage, it's somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's California, but it might be. It would have to be northern. Oh well, it is. It is a Canadian movie, so it's probably filmed in Canada. I I bet it's just in Canada. It's definitely in Canada somewhere. I don't know what I. I don't know why I didn't notice that before, but I did just now. That makes sense. That okay, makes a lot of snow. sense. Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why that snow lodge is so fancy. Oh, yeah. Because it's in Canada. Yeah. I, you know, okay, I watched the first half of this movie twice because uh, Anne came in wa- as I was watching it, and I, I was about halfway through it, and Anne's like, oh, we watch him like, this great movie that you need to watch right now, and then we just restarted it. <laughs> I was very generous of her, but I'm so glad okay. she did because I just immediately... Felt so related to this character. You are Lara Jean. Yeah, I have letters written to every man I've ever had feelings for. Yeah. So I hope none of them are listening because <laughs> definitely there are well, so yeah. many letters. Luckily, I never addressed them. I think that's one of the most yeah. interesting things is that she's done this very like ritualistic thing of putting them in these beautiful envelopes and addressing them. So all her little sister had to do was throw stamps on there and, and the deed was done. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is great. But also the ritual of opening up the hat box that's from her mom. It's just, like, such a great, like, dramatic kid gesture of, like, this yeah. ritual she's going to participate in of rereading them, which I definitely reread all the letters I've written. That's the thing. Yeah, and, like, what you feel like. And I, I love that Laura Jean's like, yes, I, I felt that at the time. I don't necessarily feel that right now. Um, even with her friend, um, who she's trying to convince that she doesn't like, which is uh, played by Israel Boussard, Josh, his, his yes, her sister's boyfriend, who I guess is a, a grade only above her, I I suppose. Yeah, it sounds like she's two years younger than her sister, and so he's a grade above. So he's a senior, and she's a junior, and then her sister is a year above that. Yeah, and she's going to school in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Which sounds awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saint yeah. Andrews, probably. Kind of, <laughs> probably, yeah. To, to kind of go back to the parts about uh, Lara Jean's mom, I, I kind of wish they had brought that up a bit sooner because I felt like, t- not like the story was well closed, but but that Lara Jean was maybe even a bit more developed like when she was in the cafe talking with her dad like talking about her mom and what yeah. they used to do in the and I showed a picture of her which they never show a picture yeah, like you I just don't even know what this lady background. looks like mm-hmm. yeah until that part and until then it didn't even seem like it, it it seemed almost fake like like I knew that this that this girl 
didn't actually lose her mom. It was all a part of just the story. So I kind of wish they'd brought that up, but it makes sense that it would also become up come up later because then she kind of bonds over that with Peter. Yeah, in the kitchen and stuff with Peter's uh, dad who left them. Hmm. Yeah, it is this yeah. bonding moment, but I think you're right. There is something that seems artificial about it mm-hmm. until she's talking about it with her dad, and you're like, oh, she actually has memories. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and there's I mean, a lot and of it the- even got better. It even got better when she was having dinner with Peter's mom, mm. and she she like brings it up. Then it just seems like it's a like a taboo topic until she starts talking about it with Peter, which I guess makes sense because when she is talking with her dad in the cafe, he does say that he doesn't like to talk about her mom because it just makes him too sad. So I guess I just kind of wish that that was a bit more apparent. Like the dad already kind of seemed just like. Um, a non-existent bystanding character. Yeah. Like, they, they maybe could have had a scene. It would have been dramatic, but, like, if if some, if some one of the girls brought up their mom, because they definitely seemed more comfortable talking about her than their dad did, but maybe they could have shown that. Like, have them well, say something the very and then first, have the dad, like, react. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but, like, the very first uh, dinner scene, I believe, they're sitting around the, the table with Josh, who comes over, and they're talking about how bad dad is at making Korean food, and that mom made it a lot better. That's true. And so it's kind of like, they're not even, like, pretending that dad makes good Korean food. He's, like, <laughs> honestly, true. like, bad. And, uh, but or he's... good food at all, really. I don't know. He just seems like yeah. he's, he's trying. He's trying his best. But it's he's so cute, and he tries so hard. He's the dad from, uh... He's the guy in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he's very cute. I think that's the only person I, I recognize in this movie. I believe everyone else I've never seen before. No, I recognize Israel oh, no. Musard, who plays Josh, because he's in the bling ring. Oh, I didn't see that one. I, I did recognize someone else. There is, there's a Viner who is, who is in this movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's one uh, of the high school students, right? Somebody was talking yeah, he's to me the, about he's that. he's the guy that threw the party. He's Somebody was upset f- about it because apparently he's like almost forty and is passing what? for a high school student in this he movie. D- yeah, I mean, I knew he was on the older side, but he doesn't look like he. Well, he kind of yeah. does. He, it's kind of in between. He, he, mm, he looked like he fit in. I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. Like he looked like he was young. What's his name? Uh, dang it. Let me see. Because uh, I want to know what was, this 40-year-old uh, teenager looks like. I think it was Greg. <laughs> was, was that his character? I don't know. Yes. Andrew Batchelor. He played Greg. Um, oh, he, okay. I see. Let's let's see what he, this guy looks like. Oh, he's born right. 1988. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, God. all right. He, he could look he's, like he's... Once, once you know his age, you're like, yes. But, like, when you saw him... He maybe looked more like a college student. For sure. Yeah. 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 So maybe he was a senior. Because, you know, seniors are pretty much college students. That's so. true. Okay. Yeah. I would like to say that I did not expect this movie to go in the direction that I thought it was going to go. Because Indeed. Because I, I thought that this guy, Peter, was way too cute to start with. And I was like, okay, I'll get on board with this. But he's dating that dumb popular girl, right? Who was yeah. a really Regina Georging about it, and uh, wow, so hard. I just thought that at the end, I really was like, "Oh, Lara Jean's gonna end up with Josh." Like, I just I thought that's what it was gonna be, and it completely 
did a 180 and was completely different than I thought it was going to be and it ended up being Peter. <laughs> well, yeah, because I love how... Okay, another thing I really enjoyed about this, about Lara Jean and her character and the movie is that she was very logical about her crushes. Like, we all know. Yeah. We've all had crushes. We all know how how very intense they can be. But she, she she's had them for a long time. So she's had time to really think out how she feels about these people and mm-hmm. she only she only knows them from a very like superficial like topical level yeah. she doesn't except yeah. for josh except for josh right 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 right. which is which is why you know she thought she she liked him the most out of all of them because mm-hmm. she had the most history and then you know and then once you get to know people stuff can happen <laughs> feelings can change which i like that because a, a lot of you know, rom-coms or rom- romantic movies, they can, people just seem so, characters seem so blindly attached to these people when mm, they yeah. don't even know them. That's why I hate when characters are just so forced together and they don't give them time. Like, it just, it's so much more believable when yeah. you give them their time. I did think that it, it seemed that they were starting to bond and it was like, clearly Peter liked her from the beginning because otherwise he wouldn't have like suggested to to like to fake be date. in this fake relationship and mm-hmm. then like he kept bringing up oh we're in a relationship right she's like that's not real you know and you know you're listening to her and he's like well, why don't you have a boyfriend and she's like because i'm afraid it's scary and we're all like yeah it's it's really scary laura jean <laughs> it's it's easier just to imagine it really yeah, it's it just is. the easiest mm-hmm. and there's Which something it's is not good but you know it happens yeah, and there's something, too, about, like, her humility that I think every young woman resonates with, you know, because he obviously kind of likes her. He's, like, flirting with her. Yeah. Like, oh, we're in a relationship, and she's like, no, but it's not real. And I think yeah. us as young women, I think we've all been in that place where we're trying to control our feelings because we've been told we're too emotional, we're too dramatic, we're too flighty or, mm-hmm. you know, shallow. Like, she's obviously a girl who's ended up with her ex-best friend is this, like, super popular, shallow girl, right? Yeah. And so, but then she also realizes the places in which she realizes that her actions do affect people because she is being watched, even though she's, like, kind of put herself down to the point where she thinks she's totally invisible, invisible that and she's shy. not, yeah. and that she is of value um, no matter what the situation is. And I thought that was a really great thing for young women to watch because Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy whether you're that popular girl or whether you're the girl who thinks she's invisible to understand that those dynamics are in your head just as much as your crushes are yeah for sure yeah Yeah. you're only you're only as invisible as you as you put yourself out to be like it's so it's so like personal and internal how invisible you think you are yeah because it wasn't real you know she thought she was totally invisible and in fact she was really affecting Mm -hmm. these other people and when she started dating peter it was like people noticed her even more and she realized that she kind of had this like people were watching her and she became like a popular girl in in a sense Mm -hmm. and she still didn't let it get to her head she just was kind of like pretty cool about it she still didn't want to go to the parties with him you know. Mm-hmm. Also, who drinks kombucha at a party? Oh, what a good guy. That, that was like your first no- note that that guy was going to be. A that good was guy. mine, yes. Yeah. I thought, I told you like last week, I was like, I knew that this guy was a keeper when he said he was going to be designated driver and that's why he was drinking kombucha. And I was like, 
okay. This movie just changed. This guy's going to be the love interest now because it was. I really thought it was going to be the other guy. Yeah, you kind of thought she was going to get involved with all this crazy party stuff, and then you yeah. know, the guy was going to be like, you've changed, and she's like, no, I haven't changed, I still love you. It, it, yeah, and it didn't even not, do that at all. Yeah. It was like watching Peter become a better person because he knew Lara Jean. And watching her become a more confident person mm-hmm. because she realized there was nothing different about her self being wonderful, whether she was with a popular guy or not. She was still herself, and... You know. Yeah, and Peter really liked her for who she was. Yeah, I liked that there was there wasn't really a storyline about her changing herself mm-hmm. for him, except for being more confident, more and confident, like being right, walking right. around with him. Yeah, there wasn't this like she's going to change her behavior to try to act cool or change her clothing. It was just she kind of just started opening up more and and just being more available to the people around her. Well, except for her sister, she really closed off to her sister. Yeah, well, this is during college, but that's easy to do when somebody's gone. You know, yeah, out of your life, and and Mm -hmm. uh, she just completely. I love that conversation where she just completely shut her sister down, and that That was so funny. Two minute conversation with like, oh, nothing's going on. I'm making cookies. Bye. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Jenny was just watching it, and she was like, yeah, I really loved the whole thing about the the baking instead of going Mm -hmm. to the party. That was you, Anne. I was like, yes, this was me. I would stay up till 2 a.m. baking cupcakes in high school. You really should make things in sheets so you can cut them up into squares. And then, then, like, Peter comes in and goes, you know, you really should make them into sheets. (laughs) Forget you guys. I'm going to make the cupcakes because they're more time consuming. More time for me to bake. And not think about my anxiety. So exactly, she she clearly was like worried all the time about the people around her, and she didn't want to go. It's not like she had like social anxiety. She just was like not into the people that yeah, other than her best friend. Yeah, I think I resonate with that because I don't necessarily have social anxiety, but I get anxious about just things that are happening and what other and, people think. Of yeah, you which is and, I think yeah. why then yeah. you you baking is a really great stress activity because it's just something you have to do and have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um. And so then you can just forget that you're anxious about doing things because you are doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I loved her reaction when she found out that all of these were, like, sent out. She was just so frantic and, like, screaming at her dad. And, like, she screamed at her sister. She's like, I hate you both. Like, it was, like, such a random, like, it's, like, such a teenager thing to say and do. And her dad's like, uh, Okay. I love the dad just brushes it off like, oh, yeah. this is what teenagers do. Because he's a but, gynecologist and he knows all about that. But also, you know, just the thing that, that parents, I think, do so often is just like, oh, there's another thing going on in my kid's life. Okay, whatever. But it's actually this thing that's kind of a big deal and that mm-hmm. affects the course of the rest of her year. And he has no idea that that, was, that moment was the catalyst of that. <laughs> because those moments could be big or insignificant because mm-hmm. we react kind of to the same extreme for every whether it's a little thing or a yeah. big thing yeah when we're high schoolers i think i still do that sometimes it'll be a little thing and i'll react the same way as if it were a big thing it and it'll giant. be a big thing and i'll react the same way you know <laughs> um it's just like one of those funny like reactionary moments yeah yeah um but also i yeah, think it's, it's funny she never suspects her sister no i would yeah <laughs> she's she's a very forward uh what's she supposed to be 12 yeah right yeah she's That's a kid. really forward 12 year old she she never what's with her sister the the younger sister just what did suspect you say? her, yeah. Oh, suspect her. I would just totally suspect my younger sister. It just doesn't seem like she really suspects her because she's like so close with her, and she just doesn't think that like. Well, she thinks that no one knows about her letters. Mm, I think is that's the also crux of true. It. So to so, suspect yeah. her sister, she'd have to admit 
that they what they were. I think it would be easy to figure out uh, at least a little backtracking because she does get that one letter that was sent to camp or whatever, so it gets returned to sender. Mm-hmm. And she could easily figure out that those are the stamps that are in the very same drawer that's like in her study, right? I mean, oh, there's true. only so many stamps everybody has in their house at a time. I don't know what this kind of stamp was. It was a flower or something. She could just be like, oh, I'm going to go see if we have these exact same stamps. And, oh, lo and behold, maybe it's from this household. You know, it kind of seems like... Yeah, maybe this the panic of the moment makes you not think about those things. Yeah. There was that, and also when she goes in the hot tub in her teddy, she's like, you know, which was the cutest. I loved it. She goes to make out with... Uh, with Peter in the Mm -hmm. hot tub and she gets all like wet in this teddy and then she like goes back upstairs and gets in bed in this I mean nothing would dry that fast to get in bed with like a nightgown like immediately you know what I mean yeah definitely not I just thought that was a little bit suspension of disbelief obviously but I noticed it right away (laughs) it's movie magic but movie magic but going back to the dad, like, I feel like these characters were so well fleshed out. They weren't yeah. stereotypical. They weren't just your your general, you know, cliques that, that happen in every school. These mm-hmm. characters felt mm-hmm. very real. Yeah. That's why I was, I was almost, I was almost disappointed with the dad. Just because... He was too cool. I don't know. Like, he just... He didn't have anything he was wrong too, with him. <laughs> not... Yeah, nothing wrong with him, and he was just too non-existent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's and other than that, I don't think there were were there any other adults except for Peter's mom. Like, were there any other adults? Uh, in uh, this no, film? no teachers. No, I don't think so. But I think part of this movie is it is really from the perspective of high schoolers, and I think in a lot of ways, like your parents are kind of two-dimensional to you until you get to college and you understand yeah. more of what yeah. being an adult is. And that conversation she and has with Towards the end, it's, she realizes all these things about her dad. Do you see her, like, realization? Yeah. And I think that's the bigger part of the story is her realizing all these things about the people around her instead of being kind yeah. of in this... Uh, not self-absorbed, but this this world that's all about her and her imagination and mm-hmm. her imaginary crushes and mm-hmm. relationships, and then all of a sudden her she opens up and her world opens up to all these people who are real. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, like, her crush on Peter, right? Like, he was this two-dimensional person, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden she realizes that he's a three-dimensional person, and that's actually making him more attractive. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like that's why the dad is in and out, and you don't see him as much, because you see him only when she's home from school which is very much i mean most of your life in high school is not with your parents it's with other people yeah at that point for her and her little sister and everything and like mm-hmm. her dad who's a doctor who's very busy exactly yeah i mean a doctor for a dad too a single dad mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah i did really like that that conversation that made that kind of humanized him and and the mother at the same time with mm-hmm. them being in that diner together and it just kind of brought it to the fact that her mother was a person just like her and had the same like quirks and mm-hmm. things that she loved and it just makes it even sadder yeah. that she was gone. But Yeah, I think you could definitely say that the you know, the dad and even them as a family seem a little too it's a little too easy. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. families deal with things that well or with the, that with the easily. Pain. Yeah. 
in in real life. Um, but I think a lot of that's because it's not the main part of the story. So yeah, you know, and in and there is a level of this you know rom cominess that you allow for that, I suppose. But yeah, a little bit more lighthearted. I would like to talk about Lana Condor, who does a fantastic job in this movie. So great. She is so like her facial expressions in every moment of this so movie funny. are hilarious. She just like kind of just is confused a lot of the time <laughs> and just like kind of staring with this like I can't believe this is happening kind of face but then when she's really confident when she's at the party like when she talks back to that mean girl she just is like well actually like uh, I would like a drink and I wouldn't like some tea you know it's just kind of like cute that she she sticks up for herself and she does like this I, I just think Lana Condor does a great job she the way that she <laughs> interacts with the camera I think is great <laughs> yeah she does have kind of a certain way she does interact with the camera and a lot of confused faces I've never seen like so many different types of confused face I think on one actress yeah I really liked just as a cute like little side 80s thing was the uh conversation about the rules that they wrote up together oh so good and like the contract oh my yeah, contract like, is really funny it just was so cute. She was trying to bring all of this, like, non-emotional stuff to it. But then he's like, well, I want to write you love notes every day. And you're just like, can you not, please? You're, like, way too cute. And she's like, uh, let's not kiss, but you can put your hand in my pocket, in my back pocket. And, like... He's like... Like, like in 16 Candles. And yeah. he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, my God, we need to watch this movie. Yeah. And then he's like, well, we don't talk about it. Just, like, Fight Club. And then she's like, what's Fight Club? And we're like, oh, my God, we have to watch Fight Club. And we never get to see them watch it, but we just... No, no. It's so cute. One night they watch 16 Candles and the little sister's there. Oh, that's and, right. And then that's he right. puts yeah. the popcorn on the ground before he starts tickling the little sister. Right. Like a freaking boss, okay? Yeah. Like, damn, this guy's so awesome. considerate. Like, please, can I just take you home? Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? He's so cute. Doesn't want to spill the popcorn while they're having a pillow fight, so he puts it away. Like, that... Is I just yeah, he's just so cute. Noah Centineo. Can't evening. Just can't evening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's also young. He's born in ninety six. Mm-hmm. Twenty two. Yep. He's really cute. Oh, and then and then at the very end I loved I could not help but laugh out loud when she when you know she tells him that she, she likes him in, yeah. in not not a fake way and then <laughs> She's like, okay, I don't really know what to do. And he's like, what What do you mean? She's like, how do we draft up a contract for what's real? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, how do you do that? <laughs> um, yes, please tell me, Laura. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why aren't we using dating contracts? It would make everything so much more simpler yeah. and not to play this but guessing game. That's the game. point. Nope, no nope, I want... I want things to be clear, clear, <laughs> and straightforward. No surprises. Well, I mean, surprises are fun, though. Uh, to an extent. To an extent. I yeah. Guess. But I feel like that's part of Laura Jean's journey is, like, she's, you know, planned out these letters. They're perfectly packaged. Mm -hmm. And she's never going to send them. Yeah. And then she just gets this, like, list of surprises. No matter how much she tries to control the situation with the contract you know, they end up breaking the contract and they kiss and they, you know, do all these things. And I think that's so much a part of real life and especially with relationships is that 
the more you try to control it, the more crazy things are going to get. Yeah, yeah. And if you just accept things for the way they actually are, you can enjoy them, right? Like, by mm-hmm. the end, she accepts her real feelings for him. Yeah. And she tells him, and then they just move forward, and it's great. And they're going to take whatever comes... But it's never going to be as nuts as their fake relationship that started from a letter. And it is kind of upsetting that he still is talking to his ex throughout this whole time. And then he decides to stop talking to her. But it's kind of like he still is dealing with this stuff that he'd gone through with this other girl that he thought he probably loved. And it's like, even though she ended up being terrible, it took him like a while to realize that. Yeah, it took so him nice way to too long. Young well, yeah, like, like with three months. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know everybody was being really catty when they saw the pictures of them in in the hot tub, and then he kind of stood up for her. But it took him too long. Like, I mean, it stood. You know, he stood up for her, but I still just think like he didn't realize how much he really fell for her, as or well. how much he was affecting her life yeah. by trying to get what he wanted. Yeah. Which was, like, to get back at his ex. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're kind of, like, two people trying to figure out how to not fall in love with each other. <laughs> I did love that she was like, I like you a lot. And then he was like, well, I love you, Lara Jean. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Oh. Yeah, I was almost when... So, the whole kind of thing starts with Peter a little bit... Um, well, it actually does start with Peter because that's where the sister gets the idea to send out the letters is because she almost hits Peter with her car mm-hmm. yeah. uh, when she's backing up. And when she that was, was such a funny scene. backing out of her driveway to, to go to Peter, I, like, kind of wanted her to almost hit him again. Like, <laughs> like to have him be in the area. Yeah. Um, and then, but but no. It's it's more fitting that, that she went and met him at the field because how she how she thinks about how she'll meet her true love is is in the field of desires. And then she goes to the lacrosse field. And yeah. that's the end of the movie. I did not realize that, Emily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she even said well, Yeah, because she said she, she'd always imagined being, like, you know, kissing her lover or something in a field. And that's what she does in the beginning of the movie, is she's, yeah. like, walking through a field. And she does it in the end, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So, well, it's, it's a so great. Feel, but it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, because the beginning it. is so, like, hyper-romantic, like, yeah. very soap opery and silly looking, right? Oh, and the then fantasy. it cuts to, and she's, like, reading a book. Yeah. But then the end is so real. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, this is a very relatable movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for for all, all of us girls who just fantasize all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that's, uh, that's definitely all, uh, all high school was for us, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Emily, I thought we should read some Metascores. I got a 62 Metascore. Which is what I, which is what I would give it. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the acting was good, but it, it was wasn't, fine. like, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I like the story a lot. Uh, oh, wow. I think it so deserves slightly it. higher than a 62. I'd say maybe like a 67. All right. Some high. Okay. High 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I, what really brought it down was this 30. My goodness. That is violent. Do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. Uh, from Slate. It says, first time feature writer Sofia Alvarez's attempt to shrink Han's lengthy, largely internal, and culturally specific story into a 97-minute movie is, simply put, a botch job. 
stilted and scattered and strangely cold in its cinematography, it's a handsomely shot whole lot of nothing. That is really mean. Um, <laughs> wow. I wouldn't say that I mean, at all. If if anything, I'd probably give it like some some John Hughes like filming vibes where it mm-hmm. kind of seems like it's low budget but yeah. still like charming. I mean, geez. The the cinematography I I did notice and I would say that it was definitely different. It w- it wasn't like as straightforward as you would expect it to be and a lot of the shots were, you know, f- head on middle shots, you know, like it was definitely not a very in a lot of like um, close like mid mid shots and stuff it, it was very interesting yeah. cinematography and it kind of kept the story going and it's like and it's kind of quirkiness i felt yeah quirky and like simplicity almost mm-hmm. i wouldn't i mean if if anything i would just say low budget i wouldn't call it a botch job or a whole lot of nothing because there's definitely some stuff you could pull from this that's a, that's that's pretty lasting i think yeah, um, this is a good one from New York Magazine, Vulture. Condor is a ready-made star, and Centennio rises to meet her, the adoring, throaty lunk, any introverted teen dreams of coming around and melting away her shyness. Theirs is a teenage romance I can believe in, despite its ridiculously convoluted circumstances. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Indeed. Indeed. Convoluted. <laughs> That's really funny. For sure. Yeah. Well, the playlist gave it an A3, and it's a nice, cute little... There's an emotional complexity making it work for more than just its key demo. And I would say that, like, it kind of seemed like the plot itself was a little bit, like, ridiculous, but it made it work because of how fun the characters were and how non-convoluted the story was, I would say. I mean, it, it, I think the whole thing itself was kind of fun, and you're watching this girl and you're really believing this could happen to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to again tie back to like the John Hughes I was I was getting a lot of like just some really great touches of 80s movie like rom-com in here and 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 the John Hughes movies are are known as some very good classics and I think this could go down as being a really and I was also getting like Angus Thong's vibes from this too <laughs> yeah, like that's just a good one too yeah. yeah like just very quirky like heartwarming just great yeah great that characters that one is a little bit more comedic I would say Thank oh, Angus most definitely. Very funny. Very funny. It's um, hilarious. Yeah. But... I'd say this this phrase from uh, RogerEbert.com uh, is really great. It is a delightfully adorable time. I think that's a great <laughs> way to describe this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I also like that they were kind of criticizing 16 Candles on the fact that they did have, like, a racist character. I love that. And yeah. they were like, yeah, he's, like, Long Duck Tong is a super racist character. And then they're like, but we still Extremely. really love this movie. <laughs> like, it's not like we don't really like this movie. It's just... This is problematic, and but it wasn't in the 80s, so, you know. Yeah, I thought that was nice. There was a lot of kind of, like, culturally specific things about them being, like, yeah. young Asian-American women, you know, yeah. watching a movie that's culturally iconic and realizing that, you know, it is racist and for them, like, talking to that about their to their friend mm-hmm. um and then also you know all the korean yogurts and like the dad can't yeah. cook korean food like mom did yeah so i think that was a great it was very like normalized and naturalized in oh, this movie which totally. i really appreciated because yeah. i think we're in a time where we do want to 
you know, make sure we're representing diversely. But it's also like for people who have diverse backgrounds, like it's just a part of their life. It's it's mm-hmm. not this like epic, crazy, exotic thing. And I think that's like a lot of what like white people actually want to see. They want to see the exotic and cool. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. It's these people's lives and the importance is like sharing their story. And so I thought it was really nice that it was very like natural, um, but still present. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, that was a really nice... And I'm sure that the books have a lot more references to But that's the, the difference between, yeah. like, books and movies, right? Uh-huh. It's the medium, and so I think it's it's always hard to compare the book to a movie. Because... But it still was from Lara Jean's perspective mm-hmm. in the movie as well as the book. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, we got that, like, and it really did focus more on the rom-com situation of it all. Which, yeah. which is the plot of the movie, so you want to you want to keep it going forward. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it had pretty good pacing. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good movie. A fun movie. Yeah. So, uh, anything else we want to say before we end it? Um, I'm just reading some some trivia, and there are some some continuity <laughs> some continuity errors that are <laughs> in the movie, and one I definitely noticed. Um, it says. When Peter and Laura Jean are making their relationship contract, the text of the word ski trip at the bottom of the list change. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought yeah, I when, noticed that too. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, when he first takes it and writes down like ski trip, it looks like he's just like scratching multiple lines. Like, you know, if you, if you scratch like uh, initials into a tree, it looks very like lined and jagged. Mm-hmm. That, that's how he wrote it. And then when she takes it back, I think she then writes it again and it's and it's just like looks pretty and it's and it's big and it's just called, it says ski trip so i don't i don't know what that was about and um and a scene i really loved which um i feel like related to me a lot was when kitty and Lara jean were on the couch watching a golden girl reruns yeah yeah alessandro it's which could be us if which we want to do us. Finger if we want to do if you want to do episodic golden girls I episodes definitely do let us know if any of you are interested in that because we will do it i'm gonna we do will it. do it I'm gonna do we're it. A, we could do it um and kitty says that her well and, and one thing about the scene i really liked is that you know uh Laura Jean doesn't have any plans that night and Kitty actually canceled plans to hang out with her and <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like she's don't like. you feel don't you feel bad being home and like not having not having plans not having people to go see and she's like no <laughs> I mean and like and I feel the same way I'm like I don't need to be so I like really enjoyed that because that's exactly what I would do on a Friday night is probably go to the gym and then watch like a show yeah like just and just just vegging and with man, Kimmy too. I mean, doing whatever. If yes, yes, <laughs> that has happened Kimmy was many here. A time. <laughs> Kimmy is my kitty, yes. and she would be here watching with me. But then, <laughs> then they talk about um, a character error. So this is like a information error. It's so Kitty says that her that her other sister is doing crack, which according to her is how Scottish people say fun. Yeah, the term the term is actually Irish, not Scottish. Mm, okay, so well, she, but she's she also twelve. She's twelve. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's whatever. Uh, I do like this that uh, there's so many things that were improvised by these characters. It basically all these all of these trivias are just like well Noah Centennio improvised the back pockets pocket spin and improvised that he saved the bowl of popcorn and like it's just so cute that he did all those things because it makes me extra adorable that makes sense because in the uh in one of the uh, reviews it says um Centineo Centineo is a 
big beating heart at the center of the somewhat reserved to all the boys I've loved before. He's a lot like his character, bringing out the best in this love story. Oh. So if that if that was improvised, like he's just he's just a big beating heart. And I did see this this <laughs> trivia on BuzzFeed that Lara Jean's phone background is actually a crew member's photo photo of Lana Condor and Noah Centennial sleeping on set during a filming break. And like it's this picture of them like laying on the couch and she's basically laying next to him, like putting her arm on his chest and like they're literally so just cute. asleep. It, I mean, who the hell does that? That is just too cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. I know. I know. I'm like starting to like tear up. This is adorable. I I can't. I'm we have dying. to stop talking about this. Like I really can't handle it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> thanks for joining that, us, Anne. Oh, do you want to are read we ending that? it? Okay. Okay. Well, what's uh, happening? Nothing. We we're just looking at some more of the trivia, which you can find on IMDb, also on um, uh, BuzzFeed because it's obsessed with this movie right now. If you'll be needing me, I'll be looking up this tag on Tumblr and obsessing for the next four days. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you watched it so we could talk about it. Oh, this was so great. Thank you so much, Anne, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So great having, hearing your input. You got some great stuff in this episode today. Um, If you liked this episode, you can rate and review us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast in iTunes or in SoundCloud, and you can leave your comments and reviews there. Uh, to get notifications for future episodes, you can find us on Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn, and you can like our page, and we'll, you'll get all notifications of future episodes being posted. Or you can follow our social media. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. I'll send her take it away. Uh, Twitter is <laughs> at by the popcorn. And then our Instagram is at I'll Buy the Popcorn Podcast. And if you would like to send us an email about future podcasts that we should do or past podcasts that we've talked about, we'd love to hear your conver- we'd love to have you join the conversation. Um, and send us your comments to I'll Buy the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com or I'll Buy the Popcorn at gmail.com. It's been great talking to all of you. We'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.